Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolution at Work Hardcore 2.0, episode 33. Today we have a fun one for you. Today we're going to talk about Terranobol, T-Bowl, Bulk from Parapharma. And this is going to be an interesting one because when people think of T-Bowl, they don't think of bulking. They think of recomping. They think of cutting. But we're going to talk to you how you can actually get a nice bulk from T-Bowl. And we're going to talk all about its history, dosing, we're going we're gonna to debate a little bit on uh, bulking, lean versus dirty bulking. And we're going to talk about side effects. We're going to talk about parapharma and why their oral steroids are so damn good, especially their T-Bowl, which is what we're discussing in this podcast. So first of all, Turanobol, known as T-Bowl, known as oral Turanobol, known as oral T-Bowl for short. Look, it's four chloro did Dromethylosterone testosterone. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do yeah, it. You, you do it. Yeah. Chlorohydromethylosterone. Wow, you're so good at that. <laughs> That's why you I'm Brits are something, huh? <laughs> so look, at the end of the day, it's an oral an- anabolic androgenic steroid. Um, derivative of Dynabol, but does not aromatize into estrogen. So it produces slow quality gains with less side effects than Dianabol will. So a lot of people like to use T-Bowl uh, over D-Bowl because it's kind of like the, the baby brother. It's kind of like the weaker version. But I love this steroid. I really do. In fact, my last cycle, I actually used T-Bowl. And I really, really like this stuff. And you know, there's a lot of good benefits behind T-Bowl. So let's go over the history a little bit. And I'll bring in Mobster to talk about it. The interesting thing about T-Bowl Mobster, unlike so many other steroids, unlike most other anabolic steroids, is that specifically it was designed for performance enhancing. It wasn't designed for medical reasons, then hijacked by bodybuilders and turned into a performance enhancing drug. It's always been a performance enhancing drug. I think that's really cool. So I'll bring you in to uh, talk about the history. Go ahead. So here's the thing, guys, and this is a, some sort of background that you should know. Uh, there was a lot of hoo-ha, Steve, in the media at that time, and we're not talking about the internet when we talk about the media. We're talking about newspapers and magazines and discussion on the evening news, Steve, the 6 o'clock news, the 8 o'clock news, all this kind of stuff. And the hoo-ha at the time was, and it wasn't just the Russians, but the Russians got picked on by the West, as you can imagine, for obvious reasons. So there were literally photographs of the giant, and I mean giant, Steve, male and female athletes that had grown. And they, this is when you were starting to see two and three hundred pound shot putters. And some of the women looked like they'd been working in a steel foundry and this kind of stuff. And you even had the discussion of the sexual orientation. This wasn't trans people, Steve, you know identifies a woman compete as a woman this was a woman that you know was it a man that was competing and all this kind of stuff so the olympics competing with all the people that were organizing in the olympics at the time started to do tests making sure this is a female that's competing and all this kind of stuff so the masculinization was there the the, the man-like effects on the women the guys were getting huge and so on and so forth so of course testing protocols went crazy and got vastly improved and lots of money was invested so how do you deal with that? And of course, as Steve's described this before, when he's used the euphemism of chemical warfare, it's not limited to the Russians. It's pretty much everybody, but especially the Americans versus the Russians. So what happened? We had a pharmaceutical company called Gina Farm in East Germany working with the communist bloc. So when we say that, we really mean the Russian influence, but we're talking about East Germany, which was, of course, the Russian-occupied part of uh, Germany after the war. And you need, whatever better phrase, a competitive edge. And what do they do? So you've got products that have made, like Steve says, with D-Bowl bloat, 
you've got products where it's hard to tell if it's a man or a woman. And of course, the news newspapers would pick the worst uh, examples, Steve, and so on and so forth. So they already had, Steve, a doping program of their own, which was state-sponsored. And of course, in America and other countries, it was down to the individual with a little bit of support here and there, but it wasn't state-sponsored, but the, the East German one was. And lo and behold, and this has got a Stasi name, which is a, a lovely turn of phrase because of all the uh, meaning behind that particular word, Stasi 14.25, Steve. And it specifically developed T-Bowl or Tyrannobol. And the idea was that you didn't get that bloke. You didn't get the obvious bulk. You didn't get an off-season athlete, for example, Steve, 180. And then by the time of the Olympics, because they're on a, a doping protocol, because you're using a program, suddenly this athlete is 200 pounds. What you actually had was an athletic enhancer. So someone might add five pounds. You didn't get the masculinization, but you had a much better, excuse me, enhancement of the athletic effect. So the shot putter, and I'll just be slightly crude in my description here, Steve, instead of looking like an absolute fucking freak and ended up on the front page of a, uh, an English newspaper, looked like a slightly better athlete, a slightly more muscular, a slightly leaner athlete than before, just few, a few pounds, someone that's reaching the peak of their performance, but still able to put that shot at where it needs to go to get the silver, the bronze, the gold, or whatever. And this is not just a shot putters, but this was right across the board. So, you know, you don't forget, as we know when we talk about these things, Steve, you're talking about essentially it was all experimental from the 60s through to the 80s. We didn't have the understanding or access to the information. Any books had to be brought from Russia into America. Uh, I'm thinking of Westside Barbell, for example, doing that kind of stuff with the training protocols. We literally had to sit down and have a beer with a training coach, a Russian training coach, to try and see what their athletes were doing and so on and so forth. So all of these things culminated in this particular thing where the state sponsored the pro protocols. The state encouraged that particular company to produce a product. And literally, I suspect, Steve, the order was give me a drug that will give my athletes peak performance, but without bulking them up putting 20 pounds on, making them just look bloated and fat and horrible. And we can't see whether they've got testicles or breasts or whatever else. And again, that's a crude example, but that's pretty much what was happening in the newspapers. What do you think about that, Steve? Yeah, and at the end of the day, the whole East versus West, this is why T-Bowl, um, we're not trying to bore you guys or get into like a political discussion on these podcasts. We never do. Um, this is not why you listen to this podcast, yeah, but it's important to understand. Yeah, what this, was happening. It was just a history of what was happening. Yeah. It's not what you this, the influence of, and a lot of this was the leaders of both, you know, the East and West scaring people. Oh my God, let's be scared of the East. Oh my God, let's be scared of the West. They're coming to get us. They're they're gonna drop nukes on us. Blah, blah, blah. The competition was a cold war, okay, and the competition was in science. Let's put a guy on the moon. Let's put a guy on space. Let's let's beat you in the Olympics. That's where that was the opportunity to beat the other side and show that the other side was better. But at the end of the day, you know, in terms of geopolitical, you know, it was all about we gotta we gotta show we gotta outdo our the other side. And it's funny because now in America in hockey, you've got all these Russian hockey players who are some of the best in the world, but nobody says anything about that. You know, it's like, okay, that they're Russian people playing in the NHL. No one says anything about that. So I just think it's funny how these people do that, but that's why T-Bowl came. And what they did with T-Bowl is they simply added four chloral alteration with T-Bowl and that differentiates itself from Dianable. So, T-Bowl has zero androgenic rating and a mild 53 anabolic rating. So you've got zero androgenic or estrogenic activity with T-Bowl. It's not going to aromatize into estrogen. Dianabol will aromatize into estrogen and will aromatize into estrogen very, very quickly and very, very much. Okay, so if you start taking D-Bowl after a week, let's say you start taking 50 milligrams of D-Bowl, one week later... With no anti-estrogen, you're going to blow it up and you're going to get moon face pretty, pretty quickly. You're going to gain a lot of water weight pretty, pretty quickly. With T-Bowl, 
You take 50 milligrams of T-Bowl for a, a daily for a week, you're not going to have any water retention lobster. It's going to be just pure, mild, anabolic effects in the body. So it's really a great steroid, especially if you're, let's say you're a weightlifter and you need to keep, you know, keep your weight. You want to keep your weight class or you're a wrestler or something. So that's where, you know, the, the East was able to take advantage in the Olympics in those competitions. Because just imagine you getting stronger, more muscular, and, and having these performance enhancing of more red blood cells and all these other benefits while also keeping your weight down. But So you're bulking, but your weight's not really moving up very much. That's a huge advantage. When I used to compete in powerlifting, I'd always try to cut right before my competition so I could make the lower weight class. So I cut three, four pounds the, you know, the day of the competition. Sometimes I'd have to put a sweater on and run around in the heat just to sweat out that extra two, three, four pounds so I can make weight. If I didn't make weight, I may have had to sit out that day. I may not have been able to, to, to lift that day, you know, or I'd have to lift in, a, in a, the next weight class against guys who weighed seven, eight, nine pounds more than me. So I was at a huge disadvantage. So this is where T-Bowl really, really paid off for them. So a lot of you guys, you know, you're listening to this, you're licking your chops. You're like, man, I really want to use T-Bowl. So it is really a great set. It's one of my favorites. Um, in terms of that. And yes, you know, if you use it properly, you can actually use it as a really nice bulker versus Dynabol, which you stack with bulking steroids and you end up like a bloated fish with moon face and all and all these high blood pressure side effects and all this stuff that you get with water retention, not being able to sleep, high heart rate, no energy, fatigue, T-Bowl, all those side effects are pretty much off the table with T-Bowl. So it's a huge, huge advantage. And we're going to get into the bodybuilding benefits shortly, Mobster. Uh, you want to chime in uh, and finish off this topic before we move on? Some Something is uh, interesting for me, Steve, and I've seen this on multiple other podcasts and, and gurus and books and stuff like that, guys. So, and again, I'm talking about from the 80s up to till recently. In some ways... Bearing in mind it was a state-sponsored product that was deliberately designed to increase performance without adding superfluous water and just a little bit of muscle, so hence the lean bulk or the bulk that we're talking about today, which is great, and we're going to get into that, is just how many gurus rate Tyranobol very, very highly compared to, for example, quote-unquote, the bros. If you go onto a forum and people speak to experts speak to people who have knowledge of the, and I mean people with the knowledge of the chemistry, production, creation, et cetera, of, of steroids and so on and so forth, and people that give out and get paid to, to give out advice versus, for example, your bro mates down the gym and the kind of back and forth that lads, myself and yourself, we've had from time to time, especially when we are younger and first got into this, and the bullshit that we give each other, experts regard to run about incredibly highly. I can't think of a single example where they would say, you know what, I think it's a poor drug and there are better choices. For, I say athletic performance especially, it's absolutely amazing. Lean games is absolutely amazing. And because, of course, you're not gaining that superfluous water, et cetera, et cetera. So what you do gain tends to be pure muscle. What you do see is better performance, especially athletically. Uh, but again, if you, can, if you go into most forums, and I can think of the really, really big ones, bodybuilding.com, whatever, and you already at Stephen, you went on there and you said, oh, no, duh, 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 duh. there's so many more popular steroids that get rate, rated above that by users. And yet the experts rate to run about highly again and again and again. I can't think of one example where I've seen that they didn't rate it very highly. So, yeah, it's fascinating for me. We've said this on podcast. So this is the reason why we're doing this podcast today, because it is so goddamn good. And you should look at it, and you should certainly listen to this podcast and consider it if you're going to think about use use it in a stack, but especially for athletic or gym type lifts, etc. Performance increase. Back to you, Steve. So let's go over to bodybuilding benefits, and then we're going to get into a nice discussion slash debate about defining bulking and all that good stuff. But first, we got to understand what the benefits are. So, look at the end of the day, on the surface, T bowl doesn't seem like a great bulking steroid at all. So using it by itself, 
it's not going to be a great bulker. You definitely need to stack it. And we know that. And we're going to get into dosing and cycling it as well on the fourth segment. But look, at the end of the day, one of the benefits in bodybuilding is that it does not aromatize. And I, you know, and I, as I got, you know, went over that. So you're not going to have to worry about estrogenic side effects. And that's, that's huge. And we're going to get into that as well on the fifth segment about side effects. But bottom line with the benefits, you're looking at a mild anabolic effect. Okay. You're going to get results without putting on water results without putting on body fat. This is really, really a good advantage for those of you who, who want to definitely have results, but you hate that moon face look, you know, you hate that round face look, that smooth look of the muscles, tighter muscles without that puffy look. A lot of you like that increase in strength. It's, it's a good one for strength. You'll get really, really good results with strength. Surprisingly. Lean muscle mass, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you put on lean muscle mass. The ability for it to strongly bind to SHBG does it very, very well. That's a huge advantage. Sex hormone binding globulin, it's one of the defense mechanisms. I'd say the survival mechanism the body has that makes it hard to put on an excessive amount of muscle. Well, because T-Bowl does such a good job of my, binding to SHBG, it's not only going to... Push, you know, break down that barrier and that plateau that you have, which allows you to get stronger beyond your natural means and allows you to put on more muscle beyond your natural means. But it's also going to help the other steroids that you're stacking with T-Bowl and your testosterone that you're already producing in your body as it is. It's going to help increase that free in in testosterone so you have you have bound testosterone you have unbound testosterone free testosterone is what matters free testosterone is what your body actually utilizes total testosterone isn't as important as free testosterone in fact total testosterone doesn't mean nothing it was only free testosterone is actually actually works so it's usually like a 15 percent ratio of total testosterone versus free testosterone that your body actually utilizes. Well, when you run T-ball, it goes up to 20%, 25%, right? So you're able to free up more testosterone for your body to utilize. And it's also making the other steroids you're using much more effective. And then the last one, last couple, uh, you know, really the last advantage is low side effects. We're going to get into side effects in a bit, but the side effects with T-ball is going to be quite low. So it's nice for performance, I like to use it in performance. If I'm going and I'm training for a triathlon, T-Bowl is one of my top two or three steroids that I'm going to probably utilize. Equipoise is another one that I'm going to utilize. It's because these have low side effects, but they give you the performance enhancing that will help your performance, okay? If you want something that's going to, to, to really help you Take things to another level. I don't care if you're a runner, weightlifter, bodybuilder, whatever, basketball player, football player, soccer player, whatever you like, all right? It's going to help you increase your performance. It is, it is great. And that's what they wanted. It was really a brilliant thing that they came up with, and it really made a difference in the Olympian, Olympics. And again, I'll repeat this, what I said at the beginning, Mobster. No medical uses for T-Bolt. It was simply designed for performance enhancing. So that is pretty, pretty cool. Um, that, that's been from the start for performance enhancing and still to this day is used for performance enhancing. And it's been, what, 50 years that it's still popular to this day uh, yeah. by a lot of people. Now, I will say that uh, obviously we know that testing's improved. So if there wasn't any testing, but there is. Uh, this would be absolutely amazing, guys. I'll give you an example. And I said shot putting earlier on. We're talking about uh, javelin. We're talking about discus. And you think sometimes when you see those things that you're not talking about strength, but you are. It's power, Steve. 
the ability to do certain particular even even putting a shot Steve requires you to be kind of almost gymnastic when it comes to turning around in that little circle that they use and and spinning around in a particular way so there's an athletic performance but it's almost gymnastic they have I couldn't do this they would probably fall over my feet but in terms of any of those kind of sports I'm thinking of CrossFit would be a great example now Steve where you need a little bit of skill but you need a certain peak performance of power and then in the case of the shot put or the javelin, the discus, it's literally as the object leaves your hand. You need to be able to apply the power in that particular way. So when we talk about bodybuilding, we go, how does that work? But it probably means, and again, I'd love to hear people give us feedback on this. It probably means, and this is what exactly should happen, few more reps with decent working poundages. So guys, if you're doing, I don't know, five sets of 10 with two plates aside on a bench, I'd expect to see five sets of 12. Five sets of 14, I'd expect you to put another five or 10 kilos on the bar, two, two and a half, five pound plates on each end of the bar that you wasn't doing before just because of what you're doing. You might find, for example, that the whole workout in terms of your fatigue and muscular pains and aches, et cetera, et cetera. These are just simple ways. They're not scientific, but simple ways of giving a sort of a sense of the kind of feeling that you should have on it would be that the, the, the work, amount of workout you was able to do was uh, the same, but in less time, or you was able to do more work. And that's exactly how sports science works sometimes, Steve, in the same amount of time. So a great example of that, Steve, is the sets, the reps, the volume, when you do the poundage or the tonnage per workout. And if I said you've only got 50 minutes, I'd expect your numbers for the 50 minutes, your total poundage, your total tonnage, have gone up somewhere between five to ten percent that's just a sense of how that stuff's going to be you, you and again uh when we're talking about bulking as we are today i'd expect for example a little bit leaner a little bit tighter small nuances and again listen not every person listening to this podcast wants to be 300 pounds some of you just want to look good for the clubs and the beach and whatever else. so if i go hey your waist has gone down half an inch your fires look a little bit tighter. The definitions there. Those are the kind of things you look. Not, and here's another one, Steve. And I'm just thinking, especially for those of you that work in certain environments where people would notice if you put on 20 pounds with D-Bowl or whatever. Some of those people, and we've seen these on the forum, Steve, they would love T-Bowl because literally performance in the gym's gone up. They look a little bit leaner and a little bit tighter. And someone will say, hey, you're looking better. This is perfect for that. You don't go crazy. You don't go away for a long weekend and come back four or five pounds heavier. The T-Bowl's not that, but you would feel good. The shirt fits better. The collar's not so tight and so on and so forth. And people are not freaking out going, you know, why is he having chicken and rice? Why is he up 20 pounds? All that kind of vibe. So this is perfect for you. The models, the photo shoots, this is a lovely drug, a lovely performance enhancer for that particular niche. Back to you, Steve. All right, so let's get into dosing and cycling. So Parapharma, they have a really, really good T-Bowl mobster. comes in 20 milligram per uh, tab, and it's 100 tablets in the sachets. Not expensive. That's another really cool thing about T-Bowl. It's not expensive at all. Um, and you can buy a cycle of it. You know, you can use it on your cycle to kickstart, stack, finish, whatever. It's not going to cost you very much to do that. So it's a really good <coughs> addition to any cycle so look it comes in 20 now you can always cut the, the 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 tab in half you can bite it in half or you can get a pill cutter or you just like cut it in half whatever with a knife or you can just cut it with your fingers you know it's not that big of a deal so you can run anywhere from 10 20 30 40 50 60 milligrams a day just depends on the situation i've always got good results on t-ball you know for performance you know somewhere between 20 and 30 milligrams a day you don't need much you know if you keep if you if you increase it too much you know that's gonna you know add to some of the the issues that you know some of the side effects of, which we'll discuss shortly so you don't want to go too high on it and and when you're stacking it because like i said in the last segment the way it binds to shbg it's going to help your cycle whether you run it at 20 or whether you're at 50 it's still going to help bind to the SHBG, make the other steroids work good around it. Now, when it comes to, you know, bulking, we need to get into bulking before we continue endosing and cycling. So let's talk, Mobster, about bulking, lean versus dirty bulk, and let's get into that. 
So I'm going to turn it all right back over to Mobster. We're going to talk about defining bulking. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to debate a little bit. Lean versus dirty. Go ahead, Mobster. Yeah, so I will quickly preface this, Steve, by talking about how women can use it. And of course, this was, again, this is part of the reason why it was developed. Ladies, you can use it, but you need to be very, very careful with the dosing. And what Steve said about biting the pills, splitting the pills up, uses pill cutters, etc. This is super, super important. Please refer to the article that we're going to associate this to get the dosing and then come on the forums and get advice on how to get the dosages down to exactly what you want. You do have to be very, very careful if you creep outside those dosages. Now, clean bulking versus dirty bulking. Right. <laughs> dirty bulking is fun, Steve. Let's be honest. It really is. Uh, dirty bulking is eating any old crap you like. And that's what a lot of people do if it fits your macros. But the reality, and I say this as probably someone who's done this in the past, is that you start to look back through your time in the game and whatever else, and you look on the forums and you look at the advice you give the people and you go, do you know what? Lean bulking is actually what we should all be doing. There are numerous stories about bodybuilders that have been dry as fuck for a competition. And Steve, they've hit the pizza, they've hit the cola, they've hit the ice cream, and they've blown up 20 pounds with water retention and glucose saturation into the muscles and whatever, carb, whatever, after work, after, after a competition. And then and the water retention is horrendous. Dirty bulking is kind of like that, but longer. It's, it's where you go, do you know what? I want to put on 20 pounds. And, you know, when you're younger, Steve, that's what we all want to do. We want to be the size of ass. We want to be the incredible part. We want to be something that makes pavement crack. And then in reality, when we realize what putting on 20 pounds is like, it's kind of like too much fat, too much water. It's not very healthy. It's actually kind of uncomfortable, but fun very briefly. The pumps can be amazing. So dirty bulking is, in, in, in crude terms, Steve, is eating rubbish, uh, and what it should be really is eating more, perhaps too much, of the really good stuff that you're supposed to eat, the chicken, the rice, the fruit, the vegetables, the fish, and, and lean meats and so on. Now, what's a lean bulk? A dry bulk, if you like, because they're, they're very close. In reality, for me, and Steve and I have talked about this multiple times on the forums and on this podcast, it's adding, and this is perfectly fine, guys. Listen, magic numbers like I want to put on 17 to 20 pounds, no, you really don't. You want to put on five or six pounds. And you want to put on five or six pounds because it's a lot easier to manage. It feels like something you can cope with. Your body needs to adapt even to five or six pounds. It's five, that's five or six pounds on your body all day. So why not have, in the case of a lean bulk, Steve, five or six pounds of functional, useful, lean muscle? And I'll use an analogy that was, was done back in the day. I think Mike Mensah did this one, but others might have done it as well, Steve. You take five pound of burgers, four ounce patties, and he said, and I didn't mean this literally, it was one of those visual ideas, and you slap a patty onto your biceps and when a patty or two patties onto your, onto your delts and a patty onto your forearms and so on and so forth, and it's all five pounds of meat. Five pounds of meat, or in our case, muscle, in the right place is amazing. It's a half inch all over on an average joke. Now, I could talk about the long-term journey, how you can gain on the next cycle and the cycle after that, the next training program, because it doesn't always have to be about PEDs. I would rather now, Steve, if I was especially starting out in a sport and I was a normal person who wanted to be a little bit more muscular, a lean bulk is amazing. Five pounds of functional muscle is way better than the 10 pounds of muscle and 10 pounds of water and fat. And the other thing, of course, guys, is any competitive bodybuilder will tell you or any athlete when it comes to performance, the only meat, the dirty bulk just means you've got to get rid of the shit that you had, the fat and the water and, and the stuff that you didn't really need. It's just more cardio, more dieting. So in reality, and I think Steve will back me up on this, I shall ask him now. Steve, in your mind, lean bulk, dirty bulk, a lean bulk has to be better. What do you think? Look, at the end of the day, as you said, it can be fun to dirty bulk, but it's not fun to cut back down after you dirty bulk. It's actually becomes very difficult because your body becomes insulin resistant. So it becomes very, very uncomfortable and it becomes very, very, you know, it's, it's kind of like recovering from a steroid cycle when you did like a 20 or 25 week 
quote unquote cycle. And then you're kind of trying to recover your HPTA back. You know, it's very, very tough to do because your body has to switch back from being, you know, from you eating all this junk food. And plus you build addictions. When you eat all this junk food, you develop habitual addictions to, to what you're eating. So it's, it's very hard to, so, you know, from the start, you should realize that. And if you want a dirty book, look, it's fine. Everybody wants to experiment. Um, I've done it before. And, you know, yeah, it was fun jumping out of bed, eating a huge breakfast, going to work out, coming home, eating a huge second breakfast. I guess you can call it brunch. And then just eating like tons of food, going to buffets and eating all this food. And I fucking went from like 7% body fat to 17% body fat in a year doing a dirty bulk. But then at the end of the day, I started noticing, you know, girls weren't as attracted to me. Girls like the lean look, you know? And at the end of the day, I was like, man, I want to, I want to cut back down. So then cutting back down wasn't as easy as it was getting from seven to 17. It's not going to be as easy to go back from 17 to seven. You see? So you know, you got to think about that before that. But at the end of the day with T-Bowl, you know, we'll transition to stacking. At the end of the day with T-Bowl, using it solo isn't going to be a great, great bulker. Okay. That's not going to do what you want it to do if you do it that way. But if you stack it, it can absolutely be a great bulker. So one of the best uh, bulks that I've done with T-Bowl Mopser was running it with Trend. Now you have Trembolone and Parapharma has some great Trembolone. They have Trembolone Acetate. They have Trembolone Inanthate. So if you're new to, to Trend, you might want to start with the Acetate first. You can simply run 200 to 300 milligrams a week of Trembolone and then stack in T-Bowl at 20, 30, 40 milligrams, somewhere in there, 20 to 40 milligrams. That's all you need. So you can take one or two tabs a day of the T-Bowl and then take the trend week, you know, if it's acetate, you want to run it every two, three days, no more than every three days you want to pin. If it's anathate, a couple times a week is plenty on anathate. And you're good to go. And you'll bulk up like crazy on that stack. You can add in some parapharma testosterone if you want. Or you can run testosterone with T-Bowl. Uh, you know, testosterone, there's a couple options. You can go lower with the testosterone, go 200 milligrams, or you could go 500 milligrams, 600 milligrams with testosterone. It just depends on how you react to testosterone, where you want to go. But you can absolutely bulk beautifully on that stack. Because remember, in either case, it's going to make your trend work better. So you're going to be able to run a little less trend. Plus you're using parapharma, which is great gear in itself. Or testosterone, same thing. Remember, it's going to make that testosterone better in the body because it's going to bind to SHBG so well. So it's going to make that testosterone, 500 milligrams of testosterone is going to be like seven or 800 milligrams of testosterone. It's going to make your results so much better. So I have a lot of respect for what T-Bow has to do. Another good bulker mobster, you could run T-Bow, 20 to 40 milligrams a day. Equipoise, five. 100 milligrams a week or 600 milligrams a week, somewhere in there. And then you could stack in 200 to 250 milligrams of testosterone. Parapharma has great equipoise as well. Really, really good stuff. So that's another good bulking option. And I'll give you one more before I turn over Unimopster. You could stack, if you just if you didn't want to do injectables, a lot of you don't want to use needles. You don't want needles in the house. You're scared of needles, whatever. You could bulk beautifully on T-Bowl. What you could do is 20 milligrams of T-Bowl, which is one pill, and you can get the, the Parapharma Dianable, and you could take the Dianable same dosage, 20 milligrams, run them together for six weeks, five or six weeks. You'll get a good, clean, lean bulk doing it that way. So those are the options for you. If you want a dirty bulk, test in T-Bowl works really good. Trend in T-Bowl works really good. Your appetite is going to be crazy. You're going to have to carb load um, all throughout the day on trend. So you might as well take advantage of it and bulk, right? And you could you could definitely get bulker and get stronger. The most I've ever weighed in my life, Mobster, has been trend and T-Bowl. That's been the stack for me that has made me weigh the most and be the strongest I've ever been in my life. 
So you can absolutely bulk on T-Bowl. You can absolutely get stronger on T-Bowl. You just got to run it the right way, and you got to stack it the right way. So, Mobster, what are your thoughts? Give us some examples that you like to use T-Bowl. Yeah, I was nodding away here, Steve, because I think you've given some absolutely great examples. I'm going to cover this from two different angles. I'm going to talk about little tiny tweaks that I would make to the diet in terms of lean bulk versus dirty bulk. But also, for example, and you just said it, I'm thinking if I was doing a lean bulk, and again, this depends on your body fat percentage already, guys. Masteron uh, in Parapharma does an Enanthate 200 and a Propionate 100. So again, that, if your body fat wasn't too high, uh, and, and, and again, it's a hardener, but at the same time, as we know with these things, dose dependent and what else you're doing in the diet in the gym is all important. If you're already kind of lean and you just want five pounds of muscle and you want to look that much better, you're still adding muscle. You're still bulking up. So Masteron would be great. Uh, Oral, Steve, Winstrow, and Mas and Parafarma again, they do a, a win 10 and a win 50. And again, dose dependent here, guys. Uh, tweaking it, starting off with something low, seeing how you get on, and then just adding a little bit to it. Neither, any of these options I've just given you, do not need to be absolutely crazy numbers. That's lean bulking. Steve's talked about uh, Dynabowl. If you wanted to add that magic combination of performance enhancement, a little bit of muscle, and then just sheer bulk, then Diana Bowl would be great. I'd have probably keep that to a low dose, Steve, because, hell, you don't need loads of T-Bowl. You certainly don't need loads of Diana Bowl. And 30 milligrams, no higher than 50 milligrams of Diana Bowl is absolutely amazing for 99% of our listeners. Now, what about, and I'm just going to think about the lean bulk here, Steve. So I'm going to pick a listener, and our listener is going to be 180, five and a half, five ten. You can see his abs. So he's somewhere between 11, 12, 13% body fat. You can see the top row of his abs. And as I said, he wants to add five pounds and he's using T-Bolt for his lean bulk. Maybe Winstrol, maybe Masteron, maybe some of the options that Steve's give you. What would I do? I would probably food-wise, Steve, one additional small high-protein meal. That's it. That's it. Eight weeks with the equivalent of something like 500, 600 extra calories, 30, 40% of that made up of protein. And what about the stuff in the gym? So the diet's covered. The PEDs are covered. Gym work, like I said, this is one of those simple tricks, and especially when it comes to performance and adding a little bit of muscle. That's not my preference because that's not what I do in the gym typically. But in terms of performance enhancement, especially athletically speaking, there are online calculators that can assist you with this Take all the sets and reps and weights that you've done and add it up. And a great example of this medium kind of volume with decent weights can easily be somewhere between five and 10 tons total tonnage per workout. So, for example, just increasing the volume slightly, uh, an extra set, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, would be enough to stimulate muscle gains if the total tonnage for the workout, and this is how the science works, 11 to 12 tons, so up from 10 tons. And that sounds like a lot and it seems a bit weird, but it's very easy to do once you get into it. And literally the same amount of time in the gym. That's the lean. The dirty bulk would be, and we've done this before, Steve, compounds, 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 big fuck off weights, and uh, obviously not such a clean diet, et cetera, et cetera. Both versions, I would have you deliberately eat, eat oh, probably another liter as an absolute minimum per day on the water, keeping you flushed, keep on your system working and whatever else. Then there's loads of things we can talk about in that particular regards for how you can manipulate the diet and water and all that kind of stuff. But that would be too big of a podcast to discuss. So this is a real simple, very sort of succinct approach uh, with the briefest amount of information I can give you in the time that's available to us just to give you some sort of thought processes, et cetera, et cetera. So for example, if we were talking about carbs, Steve, and especially, for example, if we did trend, as Steve mentioned earlier on, little bit more fruit. And I mean a little bit more fruit. Two or three more apples, a little bit of pineapple, a little banana. Just because of the effects that the trend has on your carbs. And also things like, Steve, uh, making sure if you are playing around with the carbohydrate content of your diet and the macros, making sure it's there for when you're hitting the gym so that the performance is good so that you're and, 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 and the protein is more after the gym so that your recovery is good and so on and so forth. These are small, small tweaks. But again, lean bulk, one meal, high protein, Eight weeks, four, five, six pounds of functional performance enhanced muscle. Uh, a dirty bulk, uh, uh, up in the protein, uh, certainly increasing more carbs, et cetera, et cetera. 
and definitely uh, a lot more water and, and, and a lot heavier weights, much, much bigger compounds and so on and so forth. What about the side effects, Steve? Let's talk about the side effects such as they are. I mean, there's no, there's not a lot, but you need to watch out for these things. And obviously, as always with these podcasts, Steve, we're looking to minimise any potential side effects that there might possibly be uh, so that our listeners benefit the best they possibly can from our advice. Yeah, and, and of course, there are side effects that come with all anabolic steroids. So T-ball is 17-alpha alkylate, a 17-AA. That's to survive the first pass through the liver. So they designed it that way, obviously, just like Dable. And they kept that 17AA uh, property in there so that when you take T-ball, it doesn't get destroyed in the body and it becomes useless. So like some of these other steroids that are really, really weak, some of these other weak oral steroids that you take and they don't really do much, like oral primobolin, for example, doesn't do much. Andriol, which is oral testosterone doesn't do much okay you got to run a lot of it just to get any effect so good thing that that's in there but it's also going to be liver toxic so there's going to be toxicity to your liver you want to make sure you run your liver support uh, you want to make sure when you're stacking it with other oral toxic steroids that you're aware the more you stack the more you add the more effects it's going to have on your liver so you want to make sure that you keep you know, if you're going to stack it with D-Bowl, like I, I use on the last segment, the example, you want to stack it 20 and 20. You don't want to stack 50 T-Bowl and 50 D-Bowl because now it's like running 100 milligrams. So that's a lot for an oral. So a lot of pressure. There's also going to be kidney strain, just like any anabolic steroid is going to strain your kidneys. That's par for the course. We all know that. It's also going to cause suppression. We all know that. Just like any other anabolic steroid that's out there, it tells your pituitary glands to not produce hormones. So you're gonna have some effects when it comes to that. Now, the other properties of T-Bowl, which are interesting, is, you know, does it dry you out a little bit when it comes to your joints? So this is something I've not, most of the time when I've used T-Bowl, I've not noticed this as an issue, but but here's the thing, if you already have existing issues, like let's say you have carpal tunnel, it, you have elbow issues as it is, you have knee issues, you have hip issues as it is, using T-Bowl could cause that to kind of get worse. So that's one of the things for me, but it's not like Winstrol where you take Winstrol and it dries out your joints. You're like, oh my God, my joints hurt. So T-Bowl is a much more gentler a dry compound when it comes to your joints. So, but you still always when you're when you're weightlifting, you want to make sure that you're running a joint support. So that might be a good idea as well with T-Bowl to kind of mitigate that side effect. But like as I said earlier, um, no estrogenic effects, and that's the beautiful thing um, with T-Bowl. And you don't have to worry about the water retention. You don't have to worry about the bloat. Again, like I said earlier. That bloating and that water retention is a domino effect. It's going to cause high blood pressure. It's going to cause insomnia. It's going to cause fatigue. It's going to cause your energy levels to crash. You know, so this doesn't happen with T-Bowl. So um, if you run it with these other steroids, let's say you run it with testosterone, a high dose of testosterone, right? Because you want to bulk. In that case, all you got to do is go to Parapharma and buy the Aromacin or buy the Arimidex which are aromatized inhibitors, and that will that will mitigate those water retention, those estrogen issues. So you're covered either way. So you just want to make sure that's where the side effects from T-Bowl can come from the stuff you're stacking with it more than the T-Bowl itself. Go ahead, Monster. Right, so a few tips. Uh, and this, again, specifically lean bulk slash performance enhancement. Now, I've described earlier on, that you'll be able to perform more work in the time that's given to you. That's precisely why it was developed for those Olympic athletes. So here's the problem, and Steve touched upon it. And it's one of those things that we don't tend to consider when we're doing this kind of stuff. So we go, I'm able to do more work in an hour than I was ever able to do before. My tonnage is up. And I've talked about how great that is. And in the German volume type program, uh, Steve, that's going to create thicker fibers. You're going to get more muscular and so on and so forth. That's the whole point. But as Steve said, if you do have joint issues, and especially, for example, if we're talking about putting an all-up like wind stroll in there, 
then the increase in volume is the increase in work, and increasing work is going to be more pressure on that already knackered joint. So in a perverse way, and I'm actually this is a simple piece of advice, go off and rest and rehab and change the exercise and do something different. So, for example, Steve, if we were talking about dry joints around the elbows or elbow tendonitis because you've been doing a particular tricep exercise, do something else. Do something else for that eight weeks. Uh, I'm as bad as the rest of the guys when it comes to doing certain exercises I like to do all the time, but you can't then complain that my elbow hurts or my shoulder hurts because I'm doing the same goddamn exercise all the time. So simply just changing the exercise and being aware that an increase in volume might cause problems. Right? Simple fixes are rest and rehab that we talked about, uh, changing the exercise like I just mentioned, making sure your fish oils are in there and so on. In terms of the organ stress, and specifically because we're talking about an oral here, got to use an organ support product like N2 Guard or similar, absolutely 100%. Again, just because it's Tyranobol and it's sports performance enhancement for the Olympic athletes doesn't mean that you're not going to have issues after you come off. So you must do a proper PCT. Uh, and, and, and again, you can get product like that from Parapharma, 100%. Uh, on the orals thing, Steve, and I think this is in the article, I, I would actually agree with what the article says. I would probably not run more than two orals to minimize the stress on my body. So there's that actual um, thing that you should think about, guys. And of course, you can always mix it up. We've said this already with a trend, with an injectable and so on and so forth. But be aware just because it has an amazing sports performance enhancement properties, specifically what it developed for, it doesn't mean that you don't need to run a proper PCT. Back to you for a second, Steve. Yeah, and, and yeah, definitely you want to do a, a PCT with all anabolic steroids, and T-ball isn't any different uh, when it comes to that. So if you're running it by itself, you know, you need you don't need so much of a of a PCT. You can do like a mini PCT. If you're running it by itself for four to six weeks just to try it out, you don't need much. But if you're going to start stacking injectables with it and go longer, you definitely need to do that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, summarizing, look, T-ball, it's a great oral steroid. Using it by itself, females can use it solo. Men can use it solo. When you stack it, you can definitely bulk on it. There's different ways to bulk. Me personally, I got the biggest, I got the strongest I ever got when it comes to T-ball and trend. T-ball and test, those can get you really, really big and strong. Uh, it's, it's a really, really good addition to any steroid cycle. It helps the whole cycle work better. It's a really, really great steroid. So, you know, go on Parapharma and grab a couple packs of it and try it out yourself. I think I think you'll like it. Very, very underrated steroid mobster. A lot of people don't know about T-ball. A lot of people misunderstand T-ball. I see a lot of misinformation out there about t-ball even from some smart people they don't really understand they look at it on paper to say oh it's zero androgenic it's only at 50 uh anabolic so this is a it's a weak steroid it's a crappy steroid it doesn't do anything it's just not true it really is it, it's it's one of my favorite oral steroids out there i have a lot of respect for it you just got to know how to run it properly and you got to understand how it works so I personally, one of my favorites, definitely, definitely try it out. If you've never used it before, try it out. If you have used it before, give it a shot again. But this time, try some some interesting stacks that we've talked about. Mobster? Yeah, absolutely, Steve. I mean, I'll, I'll say what I said earlier on, right? The number of experts that do regard this is unbelievable. So here's the thing. And I think, you know what I think it is, Steve? I think it's just literally lack of experience. Because uh, <laughs> something that sometimes happens, and bearing in mind that on this podcast, we will talk about pretty much all the performance enhancing drugs that there are, especially the most common when we do this podcast. So, you know, everybody, or I don't mean to say everybody, nearly everybody's trying to dine a bowl. And then you've got the whole trend is God, trend is gold, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, and then of course, you know, King test is king and test should be in every cycle duh, 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 and all the usual bro science bollocks whatever else and there's an argument to be made to say that that's kind of the same path that we all end up taking before we start to get experience before we start to realize actually we should have looked more into the details we should have listened to more of these parapharma podcasts we should have paid more attention to this stuff and especially in this day and age when they have access to that kind of information that you never had when steve and i started out so it's, I think it's just literally that most people 
that the majority of users that have already got some experience haven't tried Tyrannobold yet. They haven't tried T-Bold yet. And it's as simple as that. And then once they do, and especially, as I said, this is the thing as well, Steve, and I'm thinking about the more modern athletes, and I use that term loosely here. So there is an enormous percentage. This, this particular comment I'm going to give you now is aimed especially at these listeners. How many quote-unquote influencers on Instagram or people that would like to be influencers on Instagram and that are doing what we might call the gym lifestyle, that they're eating clean, they're meal prepping, they want to look good, they're wearing their gym shark vest, etc. None of them, none of them, the tiniest percentage, want to be giants. They don't want to be huge, great, muscular freaks. They want to look good year-round. This Parapharma T-Bowl broadcast is aimed at you guys because you absolutely love this. It will make you do more in the gym. It will increase the work that you can do in the gym and you won't be freakish. You will still, as Steve said, have those lines, that V into your stomach that girls love. You will be the guys that walk around and invest in the gym all the time. Now, we, we tease and we joke and we do whatever. Listen, right, it's a difference between one gym user and the next day. But ultimately, there is a huge, huge audience percentage in this podcast and elsewhere, Steve, that just want to look good. In shorts, in a vest, driving their car, they want the little bicep popping, they want a little bit of line on a peck. Tyrannobol from Parapharma is absolutely fucking amazing for that percentage of the audience. Now, Will it work for others? Of course it will. Can you dirty park and get stronger? Yes. Can you combine it with other things? Yes. But for that audience, Steve, the younger guys, and I don't want you to be too young, same as always, responsible use, responsible advice, but that percentage of that audience with the quote-unquote mild side effects, the not overly crazy gains, et cetera, et cetera, you will absolutely love this. But again, responsible dosing, responsible use, proper training, proper diet these things are crazy crazy important and i want you to remember at all times that that sort of stuff is the way it's come on this podcast and listen to that kind of information for precisely those kind of things now i want to touch upon and i'll let steve jump in on this as well as the finish as we always do why is parapharma so highly regarded okay length of time in the industry what does that mean i know and i've mentioned this on other podcasts of labs that have lasted six months. I have magazines and history of the game where you could read about raids in Mexico, south of the border, yada, 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 and the situations I can find for you listeners, and you can find these yourself, video clips. When we talk about kitchen sink UGLs, we're not joking. I can think of one particular video, Steve, covered in polythene. Another video with uh, Dave Crossland where they are in a lockup with a coffee table and a microwave making steroids. UG Freak, Parapharma specifically, sorry, Steve, is absolutely been in the game long enough that they're a professional outfit. They've been in the game long enough that they've built up a reputation. They've been around well over a decade. I think it's coming up on 14 years, never mind 13 years. What else? And this should be applied to all the proof sources, but I'm speaking, speaking specifically today about Parapharm. Right. Well, as I talk to you listeners, I'm looking at their test lab test page. You can see the products. You can see the lab test. You can see the dosing taken from their product batches and sent off to an independent lab and check these out for yourself with any source. And again, Parapharma, you can contact them and you can say, has this product been tested? When did you last get the lab test? And so on and so forth. Could you send me an up-to-date certificate? All these kind of things. This is the sort of stuff you want to do. Silly little things, and I've touched on this in other podcasts before, Steve. Just the look of the products. I have said before that if you take a company like Parapharma and you're just about to start out in the industry, and Benamon Parapharma had been around a lot longer than that, their products look different whether it's the black labeling, whether it's the holograms, whether it's the look of design, et cetera, that's gone into that. And I touched on this in another podcast, Steve, when I said just to put that together, just to produce something that's completely different from the rest of the industry. For example, a lot of the industry use white 
little sealed sachets for their pills, for their orals, versus, for example, Parapharma using black. Okay, so you're asking a company to produce something that he hasn't produced for anybody else. That costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Holographic labels cost a lot more than a four-color printed label. Making sure that you have peel-off sections and you can batch numbers and all these kind of things and, and, and lab, lab numbers and all that kind of stuff, everything, those kind of things that makes it specifically unique for each bag, for each sachet, for each vial, is a lot harder than, for example, pre-printing that stuff onto a box and not including it on the label on the vial, not including it on the label on the sachet. Those things that are very, very difficult. And then here's another thing, and I think I'll let Steve jump in when I get here to this bit. Steve and I have used their products. I can think of other companies' products that I've used, and I've named those on other podcasts. But I have, I am using, I am cycling right now, this now, Parapharma products right now. As I do this podcast, I've got another two weeks to go of the particular cycle that I'm running. So I can say specifically that I've used their products. This is not just, you know, we get paid or whatever, Steve. I am using their products right now. I could talk about how they feel, how I'm responding, how I'm getting stronger in the gym, all that kind of stuff, Steve. So when you can say that, honestly, hand on heart, as you do a podcast, that is the experience that I as, as the person doing this podcast with Steve can talk about with you, the listener. And then you've got to turn around and say, okay, have you run it? Yes. How did you get on with it? Great. It's, what's the quality of the product? On top point. Lab testing, great. I love to see all these kind of things. What do you think makes a good professional source, Steve, and why specifically Parapharma from your side? Look, you need to be able to trust your source. You need to be able to buy from a source and know you're getting what you think you're getting. That's going to be the number one thing that you need. And that's what Parapharma does. They they provide, they sell what they say they're going to sell. If you, if you buy T-Ball from them, you know you're getting T-Ball. And uh, look, a lot of sources out there, they just don't care. And they're incompetent. They'll sell you T-Ball and it's really Winstrel. They'll sell you T-Ball and it's really D-Ball. They'll sell you underdose T-Ball. They'll sell you T-Ball, T-Ball uh, that's, um, it's got fillers, lots of lots of fillers, and it. it's only like thirty percent tea bowl, and it's seventy percent sugar or seventy percent other fillers that's in there, baking soda, whatever they use. And it, it's it's really, uh, it's it, look. It's at the end of the day, you've got to trust your source. Um, it's a shame if you run a cycle, and at the end of the cycle, you realize, man, I I, I screwed up. This is not this is not what I wanted to use. And that's what happens in a lot of these cases. So you've got to make sure that you're always using legitimate source. There's no excuse for it. And, um, you know, you've got to make sure that when you use anabolic steroids, that you're using what you want to use. Can you imagine running T-Bowl, what you think is T-Bowl, and you stack it with testosterone, but it's really D-Bowl? Then you're going to like blow it up to the point where it's going to end up, you're going to end up with gynecomastia. You're going to end up with a lot of different problems and that's not what we want. So you want to always make sure that you're using legitimate gear and that's, that's going to be the number one thing to do. Mobster. Yeah. I'm just going to finish off. Listen, guys, the reason why we do this podcast, the reason why Parafarmers asked us to do this podcast is because they want you to have a successful outcome to your chosen target and journey. You know, yours might be different from mine. It might be different from Steve's and as has changed as we've gone along. So we want to use it specifically today with Tyrannol Bowl, but specifically Tyrannol Bowl uh, bulk. And again, our favorite choice today would be a lean bulk over a dirty bulk. We want you to get the right kind of advice, solid advice, optimal dosing, optimal outcome, so that you can come back and, you know, I'm glad I listened to this podcast. I gave five solid-ass pounds. I look better when I look in the mirror. People have actually commented to work. I went to the bar last night, and someone said, hey, great arms. It might have been one of the fellas, but it'd be really cool if it was one of the girls, and that kind of vibe. That's what we want. We want you to have a successful outcome from the cycle, from what you're doing, and so on and so forth. So this is the reason why we do this podcast. We want solid information going out there, and we want you to give us feedback on that. We want you to say, listen, this, and this is especially applied here, and I think it's a little new thought or comment on my particular behalf. Right, so we always want feedback, and we always want to see your comments on these podcasts, especially the YouTube comments, etc. I want you, if you can, listener, 
to tell us what you've done, what parapharmastack, it doesn't have to be T-Bob, if you run a parapharmastack, tell us how you got on with that parapharmastack, your results, and if, especially if it was a Toronto stack, a T-Bob stack, I especially want to hear from you. And we definitely try to run a, a podcast at some point in the future where I would love to be able to turn around and read out those readers' comments and listeners' comments and say, listen, this is what happened, this is how they got on, and especially, Steve, if they were super successful. So listeners, if you need to, go back to the beginning, listen to the advice about performance, listen to the advice about lean bulking, go with us in terms of what we talked about with the optimal dosing and getting good results long-term. And I want to know, and Parapharma will support you in that journey with top quality products. Just to finish off there, Steve. Yeah, finish it off. Take us to the disclaimer. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment. Of the